Hi everyone! And welcome back to Is Anyone Else Confused? We're your hosts, Cheyenne and Alana, and Is Anyone Else Confused is a podcast that focuses on navigating young adulthood and the many feelings that come along with it. Each week we'll cover a different aspect of growing up. We'll chat all things professional to private, LinkedIn to Bumble, debt to financial freedom, and mental illness to mental health. So grab a snack, grab a drink, grab your antidepressants, and let's, let's get, get into in the, the nitty gritty. On the One first go, we're back. Like we never left. Oh. Hi, we everyone. Left. <laughs> left. <laughs> um, I don't even know when our last upload was. This tripod is so scary. It's good. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, our last upload was the Saturday before, the Sunday before Christmas. So December 20th, maybe? 19th? Yeah, and we were already 19th, it had to have been, or the 18th or something. And you'll be watching this on January 2nd, or yeah. listening, because we're back on Spotify. Yeah, we're gonna just pay for Spotify. First things first, housekeeping! Housekeeping! <laughs> first things first, we're gonna start paying for Spotify to put it up on there, because we've had a lot of people say that they want it on Spotify. Um, I know a lot of people listen to podcasts mostly when they're driving. Or doing something. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah. So, we'll be on Spotify soon. Um, Second thing second, our voices. Mm. We are going to get into that later. (laughs) But we're sick right now. Um, So It's the Rona. It's the Rona. So you can hear that, I'm sure. Um, And see that. Thank you. Yeah, this is soup. Um, Additional housekeeping item. Thank you so much for getting us to 15 subscribers before Christmas. Christmas. We checked, I think, on like the 23rd or something, mm-hmm. and we had reached 15 subscribers while Alana was not home <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> so today we're not really covering like a topic or anything about growing up, really. Well, I guess we are in a yeah. lot of ways. It's um, just like a life update. Yeah, what happened, if you don't follow um, us on Instagram on our podcast account, or you don't follow me on Instagram, or even Cheyenne on Instagram, you wouldn't know what happened or um, what's been going on. Um, So, we're going to get into that today, because... Why don't you just start? Okay. So, um, first things first, I'm single. (laughs) Um, I'm single for the first time in over two years, um, which is kind of where our fun little life update starts. Um, yeah, um, so that's that. That's something to fill you in on. (laughs) And then I feel like you need to say that you were broken up with because that starts. Yeah, so I'm just going to put it out there because as much as it is his breakup, it is also mine. Um, I was broken up with, um, it was actually my first ever breakup, um, and I don't know, I feel like I was late to the breakup game, I'm 20 and I've not ever really gone through a breakup, but, um, yeah, I was broken up with, um, a week before Christmas, um, and that's sort of where the, the story starts, um, which, I don't know, do we want to get into, like, what I, what, like, what that did to me or yeah like I think you need to tell the whole story oh my god we've been recording without the mic 
You have to restart. Oh no. I feel like I'm late to the breakup game. I feel like everyone goes through heartbreak in like high school, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm 20 and I, I went through my first, my first big girl breakup. Um, and like, just to be completely vulnerable because that's what this podcast is about, um, it really sucked and it was really hard and I did not handle it well in the slightest. <laughs> I, um, I didn't see it coming, honestly, to be vulnerable. I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. Um, it kind of hit me out of the blue and yeah, it was really, really hard and I think before going through heartbreak, it's really easy to like talk about what you're going to be like when you're heartbroken or when you get broken up with. Um, and then you experience it and it knocks you off your feet and knocks the air out of your lungs and puts you in the ICU. <laughs> um, Not everyone. Not everyone. But yeah, that was really tough. I would love to sit here and give you guys tips on how to get over a breakup, but um, I don't think mine happened in a very normal way. Um, how I got over my breakup happened in a very normal way. Um, but that is the beginning to our Shakespearean tragedy um, that has been the last little while. Um, yeah, that's been really tough, but I'm excited to be me again and to see what I'm like when I'm alone and to Have date around. And be 20. And, yeah, and talk to people and, um, yeah, I'm excited for that and... I'm doing it way better now um, than I did or was. Um, it's actually not even funny how much better I am. Um, the stories we will tell. Yeah. The further we get from. Yes. Yeah. It's still very like I don't want like everything out there, you know. No. So like. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, so yeah. You're. But what did we learn? We can do hard things. We can do hard things. You are going to um, get to experience a new season of life. My new season of life, which is so exciting. And there are so many opportunities now. And um, not that there weren't opportunities before, but different opportunities. Um, yeah. So that's the first So why don't we update. give them like a little bit of a timeline? Oh, you so, can't even see me. I, I just did a timeline. I got broken up with December 18th. Um, and then came home early in the morning, December 19th, like 2 a.m. Um, and then I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Rona. Bless you. Thank you. Um, and December 19th was so hard. Um, <laughs> I spent the day... Hi, Mom. What's up? So... December 19th sucked. I basically laid on the couch and cried and refused to eat, refused to drink water, um, just cried a lot. Um, I was a pain in the ass, my mom and my sister. Um, yeah, so December 19th was kind of a write-off, um, and then December 20th, I woke up. Was it the 20th or the 21st I went to the hospital? The 21st. December 20th was uh, pretty much the same. 
Um, Who's Delia? I don't know. I think it's like spam. Just keep talking. Um, December 20th, I didn't really make much progress at all. Um, I had therapy that day. I talked to a counselor um, every week or bi-weekly. And, you know, she was, she sort of helped me through it a little bit. I stopped crying <laughs> at that point in time um, and spoke to her about it, which is really sweet. I love her. Um, and then December 21st rolled around. And so we're about three days out from being broken up with. <laughs> and I woke up and I was super nauseous. Um, I felt really sick. I couldn't really walk anywhere without, like, being super out of breath, which was just so weird for me. Like usually we, I go on like a 45 minute walk um, in the mornings and I could not even make it 10 minutes down away from our apartment, um, which was so strange. And I was really freaked out. Like I didn't understand why I felt so sick, but I just kind of accredited it to stress, emotional stress. Um, I was obviously, my body was um, absolutely exhausted because I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking enough water. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm a type 1 diabetic, so we could even do a whole episode on that. That's a whole can of worms. But um, basically my body doesn't produce insulin, so I have to give myself insulin through injections. And I've been doing that for uh, almost six years now. And um, I take two types of insulin. I take an insulin at night that lasts 24 hours in my system, and then um, an insulin I take every time I eat, which is for um, the food that I consume. Um, and I had not been eating, so I wasn't taking my rapid insulin, and then I wasn't um, taking the 24-hour insulin because I was just emotional. I was neglecting myself in every single way you can neglect yourself. Um, I mean, every single way you can neglect yourself, I was neglecting myself. So that fell into that category. Um, but because I had nothing in my body, my blood was normal. My blood sugar was actually really normal. It was like 9.2 or something, which is a little bit high, but nothing out of like the ordinary, nothing you would panic about. Um, anyways, um, as the day went on, I started to um, be sick. How should I say that? Just throw up? Yeah. I started throwing up pretty regularly, probably once an hour, I would say. Um, I was really weak. Um, and I just felt nauseous. Like, when you just feel gross. I just mm. felt gross. And then nighttime rolled around. My heart was absolutely racing. I could not keep a single thing down, whether it be gravel or toast or water or Gatorade. And we didn't think anything of it yeah. because our close family friend had had like a bug in her yeah. system the week before and she had all of the same symptoms. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling well the night before. Yeah. And we thought like it was all just the same thing. Like everybody's been a talking about bug. like a stomach bug that's been going around. So yeah. we were like, sorry, I lose. Yeah. So we thought like Alana... Had just had a bug. really bad yeah. stomach bug. And it is family tradition for me to be sick on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So we were just kind of laughing and being like, oh my gosh, like of course I have the stomach flu. Um, and if it's me, usually stomach flus are 24 hours. I'm sure it'll last four days and so on and so forth. But then it got to a point where um, it got really scary. Um, I've had the stomach Her flu breathing before. was like worse than mine right now in terms of like 
It was bad. It was like... I'm losing my yeah. breath talking. But Elena was like... <sighs> it was almost like an panting. asthma attack. And like, yeah, like a dog out of breath is how I can like best describe it on like a hot day. Um, it got really scary really fast. I think it went from like, oh, it's just a stomach bug. Like, sucks. Can't keep anything down to like... It, it was bad. It was really scary. I... Um, was basically sitting on my mom's bed, um, just throwing up into a garbage can, um, at and one. And then, like, passing out in between. Yeah. Like, she would, like, vomit, and then she would just, like, her eyes would roll into the back of her head, and she would pass out. Yeah, like, I would, like, knock out, and then I'd wake up, sit up, puke, pass out. Like, it was, like, bad. I couldn't have water. I was so thirsty. My mouth was so dry from just constantly panting. And my heart rate, um, I have an Apple Watch. At one point, we put that on because I just told my mom, like, I can feel my heart. Like, I can feel it. I know when it's beating. And, like, when you're running or you're doing something active and you feel your heart, that makes sense. But I was just sitting and laying, and I could just feel it. And I, at one point, I was like, is it a heart attack? Is it a stroke? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. Um, anyways, we checked my heart rate with my um, watch. And it's up to about 160. At one point it reached about 180, but I didn't say anything. Um, and then my mom checked my nails and I didn't have any nail polish on and they were black. They were like purple and blue and black. <coughs> Rona. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they were, it was scary how bad they were. Um, and, and she's like literally delirious. Like, yeah borderline hallucinating like yeah. not making any sense just like in and out of it and I'm like okay like I know it's been a rough 24 hours or like a couple of days but like you can't be making yourself this sick over a boy yeah like, and I remember like the only thing I remember saying was like mom like mama mom mommy like I was like begging my mom to like make this stop I didn't understand like why I was so sick and I was so pale um, and my fingernails just absolutely freaked me out. I cannot even describe to you guys how scary it was. It was like, they were black, blue, like it was creepy. It was, I looked dead. Like I was so, I just looked dead and I was sweating. I was like drenched in sweat and then I'd shiver and I'd be freezing. It was really messed up. Um, anyways, so at one point I was laying in my mom's bed and I was like, this sounds so dramatic because I didn't see it, but I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to die on mom's bed. Like I'm going to like die. I feel like my body is shutting down. I don't have any water in me. I don't have any food in me. There's nothing and I can't keep anything down. Like I would sip water and two minutes later it would just come up and come up and come up. Um, my stomach is in insane amounts of pain but not my stomach like my upper abdomen was just like throbbing in pain this like sharp shooting pain and I was like kind of like Cheyenne I was like I know it's been emotional but like God or whoever like I will not cry over this boy anymore just like stop like I just want to eat I need to eat and I need to drink and they got me a Gatorade um just for the electrolytes in it really um which, if you don't know, regular Gatorade has a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> so my blood sugar spiked, which we thought was fine. Um, because when you're sick, it's better your blood be high than low. Um, and it was just, like, coming up and coming up and coming up. And her blood kept rising. Yeah. So, like, it started at 9, but then, then it, it went, went to, to like 11, 10, then 11, yeah. then 12, 
then 16, yeah. then 19. Like, then it 22. went yeah. really high, really quick. Yeah. And um, I finally was like, I think I have to go to the hospital. And if you know our family, we don't really go to the hospital for anything. We kind of avoid the hospital, like... Especially right now with COVID. Yeah, like, like we just sort of, like, everything can be dealt with at home for the most part. But I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this for the rest of the night. It was, like, 11 p.m. And I was like, I cannot do this for the rest of the night. God forbid I have to do this tomorrow, too. I can't. Like, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. And I asked my mom to take me to the hospital. She got me my coat and got me up. And I couldn't walk. I couldn't make it to the door. I was so out of breath. <laughs> you would think I ran a marathon. Um, it was really, really bad. And I just, I and remember like passing like, out again too. Yeah. Like, just like I was saying, her eyes would roll to the back of her head yeah. and she would be gone. Like the same thing was happening from like one side of the love seat to the other. Yeah. Like the one that we usually film on, like that she couldn't walk that no. much. And, um, I was like, you have to call an ambulance. I can't get down. Like, mm -hmm. I can't. There's no way I can walk to the elevator, stand in the elevator, and then walk to the car. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't even get three steps in. Um, so my mom called 911. The ambulance came, and we were off to the hospital. Alana was. I was by myself um, because it's COVID. Nobody can come with you. So... Uh, I just remember telling them, like, I'm so thirsty. Like, I am so thirsty, please. Like, I just need something. And I threw up in the ambulance a couple times. And, um, they were trying to find my vein to give me some, like, liquid IV. Couldn't find a vein. They probably poked me 600 times. And I was like, can you guys just get me to the hospital? Like, I was so over it. Um, and they got me to the hospital and they brought me into the... ICU, I think, like the emergency, emergency, yeah, ICU department thing. Um, where finally I got some IV fluid in me, which was really nice because I was so thirsty, and I threw up a couple more times. And they told me that I was in DKA, which is diabetic ketoacidosis. Um, which is so scary. Um, if you don't know what it is, I don't really want to like sit here and explain it because like it's hard to explain. I thought I filmed a video while you were in the hospital. <laughs> I was gonna vlog it. I'm like the potty should know. Oh Jesus. So I just wanted to do an update. <laughs> oh my god. But I don't think I have it. Um DKA is when I basically don't have any insulin in my body and my body becomes acidic and starts like eating itself and literally shutting down. It's mm -hmm. How diabetics die is one of the way that a type mm -hmm. of diabetic can die and um the ICU nurse just like leaned over and he was like you are so lucky that you came in here right now because like that could have been so bad like that could have killed you in hours with how fast it progressed um which is really scary which makes me more emotional than saying I got broken up with there's nothing um quite like being told you could have died in a few hours um it's really um it's like splashing cold water on your face it is terrifying and I was absolutely alone my mom couldn't come in Cheyenne couldn't come in um so I was really really sick 
and I was all alone and I basically just got told that I was on my deathbed and death was knocking on my door. Um, I couldn't really advocate for myself. I couldn't ask what anything was or what was going on. Um, I was way too out of breath. I, I couldn't even breathe. So I, there was no way for me to talk. Um, so I was basically just being, you know, passed around this hospital. I got x-rays, CT scans. Um, I had an elevated white blood cell count. Um, so they thought something was infected. Um, maybe my gallbladder. I remember at one point there was talk about my gallbladder being infected and maybe I needed gallbladder surgery. Um, but they didn't have any room for me at that hospital, so they transferred me over to another one a little bit further away um, to the ICU. And I stayed in the ICU trying to get healthy again for about four days. Um, and I got discharged on Christmas Eve, which was magical. I felt like baby Jesus himself. Um, it was so nice to come home, but... I had about six IVs hooked up to me for four days. I could only see my family like two hours a day at most. And I was all alone in this ICU unit. Do you um, want me to like insert some pictures? Yeah, we can put some pictures in. Um, hopefully nothing bad. <laughs> I don't want to like, show you guys me like really sick, but um, yeah, it's not a joke. I mean, every nurse that came in there was like, you are so lucky that like you came in when you did and your mom brought you in when she did because um, you were really close to dying. Your blood work is really not good at all. Um, and even when they discharged me, I mean, thank God the, the doctor let me go because it was Christmas Eve and she knew. But she even said, like, the level I'm at right now, they'd usually keep me another day or two. Um, but she knew it was Christmas and that my family wanted me home. Um, so she let me and go. Wanted to be yeah, and I really wanted to be home. Um, I love healthcare professionals. I'm so grateful for them. I'm so happy that, you know, I could be in the ICU and I could get treated for that and that, you know, they saved my life. But in the same breath, if you've ever spent an hour in a hospital, I'm sure you understand how sad they are. And if you've ever been in the hospital as a patient, you know how uncomfortable hospitals are. Um, and like I said, I was all alone and I had never advocated for my health or for myself at all like that. Um, asking, you know, what I'm eating, what they're giving me through the IV, what's, you know, and being poked and prodded and all these other things. Um, yeah, it was really scary. I have a, a, the whole story summarized on my Instagram. <laughs> if you were like, too long, didn't want to listen to you say all that. Um, it's all summarized on my Instagram, but uh, that was the big, the big hospital trip. Um, and basically the diabetic ketoacidosis was a result of me not eating, so not taking my insulin, and stress. Um, when your stress levels are elevated as a type 1 diabetic, your body um, does not know what to do. There's basically no amount of insulin that will bring your blood sugar down sometimes if you're stressed. Um, so every nurse I had was a woman and they were all really sweet when they found out what happened and just reassured me that, you know, I'm young and I have a whole life ahead of me and I just, I got to learn how to manage my stress and there is no reason that a boy or a breakup should cause me that much stress, which I agree with now. Um, cause you to like, um, disregard your body and like not take insulin yeah. and like. 
like I completely there's no need to punish yourself yeah and your body for anything like ever yeah I fully neglected myself and my health um which is really sad thinking back on it I'm so upset that I did that to myself and to my body um so if there's one thing you take from this podcast I'm sorry I can't sit here and tell you you know journal when you get broken up with go on walks um but I can tell you to take care of yourself and I can tell you to eat and drink and um just prioritize yourself because um, you never know when death could be knocking on your door, um, and hopefully it's no time around Christmas, but I definitely, um, outdid myself on the family tradition of Alana being sick on Christmas, and, uh, don't worry, the story doesn't end there. <laughs> we're back. Oh, we set up a light, because we were dark. Oh. And we're back. <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> So, we finished off, I got released on Christmas Eve, do yeah. you want to take it from there? Um, so Elena got released on Christmas Eve, the dog started getting sick. Oh! So, uh, Bondi is part poodle, um, so he has a really sensitive stomach, he doesn't ever get any human food, yeah. and if he does, it's like vegetables, like I don't feed him anything that's not his like special diet food. So he started getting a stummy and I was like, oh my God, of course, like now Bondi's going to get sick because something's wrong with the fam and mm -hmm. he always seems to get sick when something happens with the family. Yep. So sure enough, he was like out to the washroom every two hours, like on the clock, mm -hmm. an hour and a half, two hours, he was outside. So I was home with him all day waiting for my mom and Alana to come home once Alana was released. And then, um, and then she finally gets home and I'm like, oh my God, like so happy to have you home. But the dog is sick. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have to like, not Alana, but like my mom and I are like taking turns, like running the dog out to the washroom while he's just like sick, sick, sick. And then we go to sleep Christmas Eve everybody's happy Alana's home like joy to the world we're all so like happy apart from the fact that Bondi doesn't feel well sure as sugar wake up on Christmas Day have like the best Christmas like such a chill cozy great morning um Alana's still not feeling 100% like she's her heart rate is still high she's still got shallow breathing she's so weak because she hasn't walked in like three four days yeah I was so weak and we're like, I make a big hearty breakfast for everybody. We're having like um, mimosas. Like it was like a really great Christmas morning. And then we're like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> this little guy needs a walk that will make him feel better mm -hmm. for sure. It's Christmas. Like, yeah. And it was so mild out. It was yeah. Like mild Christmas. So we're like, okay. We get suited and booted and we're going like super slow because Alana's still recovering like she's really weak and these two huskies come like running towards us and we're like oh like that's weird so Alana's trying to hold on to the collar of one of them being like we just saw people that are probably looking for these dogs so we're like trying to keep them around I'm trying to give them treats and then like the owners come and we're chatting with the owners and then like these other people come that I think we're helping 
find the husky. I don't even know. I we're not know sure what like they were how they were related to the scenario, but they have this big like roddy, like a big Rottweiler mixed with something, and the Rottweiler immediately starts growling at Bondi. So I'm obviously holding like keeping distance between Bondi and this other dog mm-hmm. because I'm like you are 15 times his size. Like mm-hmm. it's just not happening. Yeah. So we're chatting with like the owners and stuff and I thought that the Rottweiler's parents left. Like I thought they had gone like around the corner or something. But next thing you know, the Rottweiler comes charging at us trying to bite Bondi. So Bondi's running in circles around us. We're all screaming trying to get Bondi. The leash is wrapped around all three of us so I can't get Bondi to pick him up. Mm. My mom is like yelling so scared. Alana's like freaking out. The other people aren't doing anything. Like they're just watching. So we end up getting the Rottweiler Mm. off of Bondi. I scoop Bondi up and I'm like holding on to him. He is screaming. Like it's Christmas morning and all you could hear throughout the whole park was Bondi's screams Mm -hmm. and like his side was wet so I was worried that he had been bit and like punctured Mm -hmm. so Bondi's screaming absolutely freaking out Alana's freaking out because she's like so out of breath and like somebody just attacked her dog I'm freaking out because like Bondi is my whole world like Mm -hmm. and my mom is like oh my god I just had to like fight this Rottweiler off of Bondi and then the owner's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, the the leash broke or the collar broke or the something leash, broke. Yeah, the handle of the leash, like, snapped. But then, like, get your dog. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, was awful. Scary. It was really scary. But once we found out that Bondi was not bleeding, just, like, shaken up, his legs weren't broken or anything, we're like, okay, we are, like, removing ourselves yeah. from the situation. And then do the husky parents not also walk in the same direction? Yeah. at the same speed as us yeah and like bondi's like still crying still screaming like oh it was awful yeah and then i was like Alana's on the verge of so passing out, out of breath yeah. yeah i was just gonna say elena is like so exhausted from the walk itself but then from the attack it was just like another level that none of us were anticipating yeah. and we're like oh that's our three like the dog gets attacked and he is already sick Alana goes to the ICU and she gets broken up with. Like, that is the three. Like, we're we're done for sure. Like, this is it. All right. It's never it. It's you know never the saying, it. when it rains, it pours? In our family, it doesn't just rain. It always pours. And when it pours, it monsoons. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> sure enough, we get home. And Alana's got a little bit of a cough. Yeah, a little. <laughs> it wasn't even, like... It wasn't even, like, persistent. It was just, like, there, kind of. Like, I would just occasionally be like... But we were all <laughs> noticing it. Yeah. And we were all anxious And nobody it. was saying anything. Yeah. And then finally, around nighttime, my mom had a rapid test. And I was like, can you just, like, rapid test me? I'm scared. And she did, and it came back negative. As negative as it could be. Bold, negative line. And I was like, oh... That's okay. Cheyenne's like, you know what? Your body's exhausted. You're just in the ICU. You're exposed to so many germs. Oh, I have to blow my nose. blow. You have such a nice nose. <coughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, 
she was like, your body's exhausted, you're exposed to so many different germs in the hospital, like, don't worry, you just have, like, a cold. And I was like, okay, you know what? And when right. we had gone to see Alana, because she was in the ICU, we were, we did see other ICU patients that had COVID, but everything seemed very safe, like, they had different nurses, and their doors were shut, and, like, unfortunately, some of them were on ventilators, so, like, it just seemed like, okay, like, they're not walking around, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, like, risk for cross-contamination. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's assumed risk when you're in yeah. the ICU at this point in, Even in, in the, the pandemic. Even yeah. would be my assumption. Um, but anyways, the test came back negative that day. Um, the next day, I'm like, alright, I'm negative. I'm not even really coughing. And our day. plan... Yeah, you were. Occasionally, but not as bad as it even was the night before. Mm. No, I think you were coughing. I don't remember. Um, but the plan was always for us, because cases have been going up in Ontario, to rapid test before we did our extended family Christmas on Boxing Day. Yeah. So, either way, we had enough tests for us to take these tests on Boxing Day, confirm that none of us have COVID, and then go to our family gathering. Mm. Well, when we go to take these tests, Alana's does hers first, then my mom, then me. Instantly, I come back negative. Then my mom comes back negative. Alana <laughs> comes back with a bit of a line. Not even a bit. Like, it was a line. Like, yeah, it was like... Just trying to be nice. No, it was about, like, as positive as, like, a COVID test could be. Um... I have a picture of it. <coughs> we'll upload a picture. I'll send you a picture and you can put it in. Mm -hmm. It was about as positive as the test could be. Family dinner is canceled. Panic sets in. Everyone's freaking out. Obviously, we haven't been isolating from each other. I am... I just got sleeping in your mom's bed. from the hospital. I'm emotional. I'm sick. And I'm sleeping in my mom's bed because if y'all almost died, you'd want to sleep in your mom's bed too. And, um, yeah, immediate panic. We were scared. We didn't know what to do. Um, I was the only one that had any symptoms. My mom and Cheyenne were fine. Um, and then the 27th, my mom sort of started having symptoms. Um, and then that brings us to the 30th, the 29th, when your symptoms yeah, started. 28, I think. 29. My mom and I got sick. I got better. Um, really fast. Yeah, Lana had, like, was sick for, like, two days. Yeah, like, I had, like, very mild symptoms, and I, I, I feel almost 100% now, um, which, I mean, I almost died, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like my body owed me a little bounce back there, mm -hmm. um, but my mom has, it's almost like a really bad cold, like, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it's like having the flu. Yeah. For us. And then with Cheyenne, it's um, a little I'm, bit worse. <laughs> I am asthmatic, um, and it's not usually a problem. I kind of grew out of it as I got older, but whenever I get, like, typically I get, like, laryngitis or bronchitis. Like, it used to be every year, but now it's just, like, every couple of years, and I always, always need a puffer then. Mm -hmm. I just can't breathe. Yeah. So... I could feel myself getting sick, and I'm like, no, like, I'm not sleeping in there, I don't know, it makes sense, because we've all been living together, but, like, come on, so, 
in the morning my mom was like oh Cheyenne's so healthy like she's not gonna she's not showing any symptoms and then by the evening I like couldn't do a workout like I couldn't finish my workout because I was getting so out of breath mm -hmm. so I'm like okay I need to call the doctor yeah. to get a puffer because I know like this COVID thing is gonna rock me and I'm gonna need something to help me breathe and the doctor doesn't call me back so I make it through that night and then I go into my bless our mom I go into her room the next day and I basically just start crying and I'm like I can't breathe like all of my sentences have been like that like if I'm talking for more than like 30 seconds I'm like stopping to mm -hmm refill the tank like I am really struggling to breathe and then I don't even like all the days are blending together but at one point mom and Alana leave to go get their PCR tests I didn't book a PCR test because, because you can't book a PCR yeah. test and I didn't have any symptoms when they were showing symptoms so I stay home and I'm like I basically don't move like I'm just sitting at my desk working and bouncing between like water Gatorade and hot water with lemon <laughs> like mm -hmm. I was just like a hundred percent liquids and oh and um Elena and my mom come back and even my mom called the doctor the doctor was like I called no again. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I called again. And they were essentially just like, he's not going to call you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I have COVID. And they're like, mm, okay, we'll pretend. We'll take your number. But, like, he's not going to call you. So I've been fighting COVID sans puffer for, what's it today? Like, my fifth day or something like that? Day, yeah, yeah, like, it's been a journey. We've been stuck inside. We're just like... <laughs> There's yeah. been a lot. Yeah. New Year's was last night. I slept probably like 12 hours. I woke up at like 11.55. Yeah. To say Happy New Year to Atlanta. Yeah. The dog's afraid of fireworks. Sure as sugar, we come in. I stayed awake until like 1.30 then, last night. To make sure like okay the fireworks are gonna be done I can just bring Bondi into my room this is my room and I don't have any curtains because there's nothing like over there it's just like field so I don't have any curtains because I, I like natural light um, but that means like if there's fireworks going off Bondi can see them and he'll freak out so I wait until 1 30 Elena's long gone to bed I bring him in here sure enough there's fireworks exploding right outside of my room and I'm like yeah. is this real life and now we're here and now we're here still have COVID it's 2022 you're single but we have a lot of exciting plans for this year yeah we do so I guess to kind of end this episode on a high every time we introduce this podcast, we say, from LinkedIn to Bumble, but now we're actually going to be setting up our dating profiles yeah. because I'm going to try to go on at least one date a month in 2022. And Elena, I'm going to try and go on at least three. 
three dates in the year, not a month. <laughs> and that's really good. Um, I've never really, like, dated before. Um, so I'm excited. I'm, like, I'm taking time right now to just sort of, like, process because obviously a lot has happened. But, yeah, it's nice to know. If you've ever had a crush on me, now's the time to admit it. If you've ever secretly loved me from a... From, a, from afar, now is the time. <laughs> now is the time for you to tell me. You could be one of my three dates. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's scary. It has been a very scary time. It's been really nerve wracking and adrenaline inducing, but it's exciting. We made our resolutions. We made our resolutions for the year. Do you want to let them know yours? I just feel like we should wrap up like our our New yeah. Year's episode. Let them know yours first. Okay. We'll go through Cheyenne's resolutions first. You're really not giving me a chance to... <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. We'll go through my resolutions first. Because <laughs> Cheyenne can't breathe. I didn't even think about that. Lordy. They're in my journal. Don't look. <laughs> it's my diary. Um, I'm kidding. It's not my diary. It's my journal. Um, okay. So... Yeah, I want to go on at least three dates this year. I think that that is a good goal for someone who's never dated before. Um, I want to live a healthier lifestyle, so I would like to start doing things for me, like eating healthier, drinking way more water than I do, uh, getting on a better sleep schedule, really taking care of my skin, because um, I've been having a lot of trouble with my skin lately. Obviously, it's been a super stressful time, so I totally get it, skin do your thing. But I want to start taking care of my skin. Um, I would like to get an A1C under 8. Um, that's a diabetes goal. Um, your A1C is your average blood sugar over 3 months. So for me, I'd like it to be under 8, which is uh, will be new for me. It's been a while since that. Um, I want to become financially literate. I want to um, save some money this year. I... I'm not like, I don't really spend like splurge on things, but I'd like to learn how to properly save. Um, and I want to be more intentional in my relationships with people and learn how to make the people around me feel loved and cared for. Um, so I want to learn that. Um, I want to go on at least one run a week. I really love going on runs, um, but I'm not, I'm not disciplined at all. <laughs> we never like played sports growing up or anything. So like, when it comes to health and fitness, there was no, like, discipline. Speak for yourself. I was on the Oh, sorry. Fitness. She was a Timbit soccer player. <laughs> Cheyenne was a Timbit soccer player. We never played sports. I never played sports. I swam for a little bit. But... And gymnastics. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you did. Kind of, yeah. But there was no, like, serious discipline for me. Cheyenne had Timbit soccer. But for me, there was no serious discipline. So I'm not really good at holding myself accountable, but I do love running. So I want to start going on at least one run a week. And I want to build a staple piece wardrobe. I went to a uniform school in high school. And then, yes, you say? Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. I'm not home. Um... I went to a uniform high school and worked a uniform job, so I want to start building my wardrobe, so I'm excited for that. And then I want to reach 150 followers. <laughs> 150 followers on the podcast Instagram. <laughs> and I think we can do it. 
I think we can do it. That's what we use Cheyenne's dating profile for. We'll just, um, do the potty. Pardon me. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> promote the potty. But those are our my goals for the year. Um, and in our, um, resolutions, I talked about my word of the year. Obviously, it's changed a lot. If I could reuse peace, I would, but I'm going to go with mindful. I want to be more mindful. Mindfulness and being mindful of myself and my body and my needs and mindful of the people around me and their needs as well. And yeah. So hopefully Cheyenne's caught her breath. She, sorry, she has to sip her soup, her Gatorade, her cold water, her hot water, and then she'll get to ya. I have four categories of goals this year. Again, um, health and wellness, financial, interpersonal, and social. I would like to continue working out, um, get recertified and kick it. My goal is to try running once a month, but I wrote that before remembering that I have two dead knees mm -hmm. that I go to physio for every week. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's a reasonable goal, but I put it there because I like the adrenaline that running gives, but I don't love running. Um, I want to teach a live kick it class because I will be certified in it. And I want to go down one size of jeans. Um, financial, I would like to pay off the Christmas spending on my credit card, um, which will be easy enough. Save for this like finance course that I want to take. Um, I want to save $5,000, well between three and five, and start investing. I already invest through work, but I want to invest through my own personal TFSA. Um, and work on my emergency fund. Interpersonal, I want to graduate my college program. But she's going to. Yeah. Um, find a job that makes me happy. But she's going to. Swear less. <laughs> but she's not going to. <laughs> Work on my confidence. Um, do things outside of my comfort zone. And read 12 books. In terms of social, I want to create a dating profile. That's one hurdle. Um, go on one date a month, say yes more often than no, which is like just a continuation of my goal for last year because I, I already did some of this stuff. Um, continue initiating plans, do something fun for my 25th birthday, and go on a trip. And get a boyfriend. Uh-oh. Alana would be so mad. If I didn't have a boyfriend too. Oh, my glasses make it so hard to see me, but like. We're wrapping it up. My nails are growing too. Oh, oh yeah. you can't even see them. I should have done them red today. But I've really gotten into growing my nails. Oh, and get back to blonde. How many times do I have to ask to be blonde for me to actually be blonde? Yeah, Cheyenne's not having Let's not start with my hair. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Um, but thank you for catching up with us. We are so excited to see what happens this year. 
We hope your holidays were better than ours. <laughs> no, we had a good holiday. Like a good Christmas. Um, yeah. If you could just tell 74 of your closest friends 79. to follow us on Instagram, <laughs> that would be great. I love that you um, put metrics on the Instagram when... But not the YouTube. Or the Spotify. Yeah. Um, We're going to reach 150 subscribers on YouTube as well. Shoot okay, for the moon, it. and if you miss, you'll land among the stars, darling. <laughs> so, it was so nice chatting with you guys, and... Sorry we'll this was you. a super long epi, but we think it's a gooder. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see you next week. In case no one's told you, we, we love, love ya. Yeah. Bye, guys.